We play and call it work. Mini Wargamer Dave here from MiniWargamer.com. Here with Vito. Hey. Welcome, Wargamers, to another Shrine of Chaos podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today. We are brought to you in part by our sponsor, White Metal Games. Super excited to be able to say that because they help to support the show. There's also a couple other patrons who are helping to support the show. And without them, we are not possible. Well, we are, but it's like it's less and less often and just doesn't happen. Mm. So it's just, yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. I like being able to say that. The support for the show certainly um, is how we're able to continue doing what we do. Now, on to what the show is going to be today. First things first, there will be a giveaway of 10 Chaos Space Marines. That is right here. That'll be later on. That's for the live viewership that is watching as we speak. At some point during the show, later on, we will be drawing this. I'm not going to tell you when. It's just going to happen chaotically, randomly, like chaos, because chaos is fair that way. That's the one thing. Now, the other thing that we're going to do is we're going to have a couple discussions. One, we're going to discuss the Fallout narrative campaign experience, the immersive experience, because some a mini, a prop, have come in, and they are exciting. We're also going to be talking about a new campaign, a new one. Vito, last week, came up to me, had this idea, and we'll be talking about that one. It will be (laughs) Terminator-themed. And not Terminator in the sense that, uh, you know, Space Marine Terminators. Terminator as in Terminator. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger, T-800s, T-1000, Going to the future or the past. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Also, a narrative, immersive narrative campaign experience that will be planned out and which will film in May. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) Subconsciously. It will. That that's uh, that's something that we have in the workings and something that we are going to do as well. Um, Details on that will come out shortly. We're going to have a good discussion about that and. Uh, according to how much time we have left, we'll also be discussing some other things. So we have some things in the bag just in case we have time left. And they are chaotically natured, meaning they have everything to do with Magnus the Red. So, because I'm, I'm sure that's what you thought when when I said that. Uh, not quite. Not quite. Okay. Yeah. Close though? Was it close? Not really. Not really? Not even close? Like There's maybe like, some red. Some red? Some red, but not. Is there any black? Legion? Was there any chaos anything when i said yeah, there could be some chaos could be or would it. be first things first on the realist i, I don't know <laughs> well all is dust as they say and we shall continue but we have to say thank you to you guys because you guys are awesome uh we will probably do some sort of like big explosion of some sort later on chaos commander does say hey dave it would be cool to see a chaos death watch style campaign well it's funny that uh Chaos Commander says that because there is actually one planned. Hasn't been posted yet. That one will be filmed, I want to say April. Mm, Uh, It's in the new year as well. It is a black library author written Chaos Death Watch. Cool idea. Campaign. Yeah. Yeah. That's limited seating one as well that will be filmed and posted afterwards and very, very awesome. So that's, that's also in the works. So. Let's jump right in to the first thing. The first thing is the Fallout narrative campaign. The reason why I'm going to talk about that first is because it's actually coming up soon. Uh, actually, before we go into that, there's still the Gorka Morka campaign. That's happening in not next week, but the week after. Mm. That is a five-day event. There's uh, still a couple spots left for those of you who have forgotten about it or want to do it still. 
every participant gets a battle foam bag that they're able to use for their warband, sponsored by Battle Foam. It's also sponsor, sponsored by Table War because you also get a Table War fat mat. Sweet deal. Yeah, it's it's a sweet deal, and we provide all the models. Yeah. First day is modeling and assembling your warband. Uh, we also show you how to play the game, right? The second day is painting and demo games, so you get used to it. And the last three days is the campaign where Luca and I will be filming the players, and you get three games a day, so nine games, and there's a lot of uh, upgrading your warband and adding different things. It's going to be fun, especially because there's a mountain of miniatures that we're using at the very beginning to create our warbands. So that's super fun. If you haven't done that already, go just search for Mini Wargaming Gorkamorka. It's an event on Eventbrite. So go to eventbrite.ca and search for Mini Wargaming Gorkamorka, and you'll see the details there. There's only a few spots left. I made it limited on purpose just so it's bite-sized and manageable. I didn't want to do a 15 to 20 person thing where it was unwieldy mm-hmm. and the experience is diluted per person. You know, if it's a tournament, different story, different, different yeah. animal, different beast, but this one is a campaign. It's a week long campaign. So check that out. And what's great is we don't have to have experience. No, you don't. Because the first couple of days, like you said, are playing the game and learning it, learning it, yeah. building your stuff. So yeah, yeah, jump on it and check it out. It's pretty easy to play. Uh, Warhammer Second Edition is based off of that. If you haven't played it, then you just just do a few demo games and you know it you know the basic mechanics so it's all good it's a lot of fun all right so fallout as we're talking about fallout we will be doing an immersive narrative campaign experience with fallout it's going to be very i'm so i'm super excited for and the reason why is because with fallout and you've played fallout i have yeah yeah uh it's there's a lot of there's so many fun elements there's the the scavenging Mm -hmm. element there's the post-apocalyptic element there's the upgrading there's the networking. There's the different factions. There's there's so many different ways in which we can go with this. And what I've decided to do is very much like the Resident Evil, Resident Evil campaign that just finished. It will be an, a process where it's interactive in that there are live actors who are a part of it, who are playing NPCs that are interacting with you as the player. And you gain experience that you add to your character in the campaign by from these interactions but also there are items of war gear that are picked up throughout the building Mm, that's cool and there's a lot of stuff that i learned from resident evil such as uh, making it a scavenger hunt of sorts where you can actually you're rewarded for finding items exactly like how you would in the video game Mm -hmm. you would you would scavenge you would find stuff you would add it to your character you might trade it you might sell it there's all sorts of stuff so there's some fun things that I have already collected that will be used in the campaign because there's nothing like actual props to be used that add to the immersion. I feel like when you can physically hold something in your hand, you you have that connection to it. That's right. It, it just takes something from 10 to 11. That's right. Yeah. So, Vito, if you would, there is a, a box there, a, a tan-colored... Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to show this off because... This was one of the uh, um, war gamers that sent this in. We we had there's a number of different people that have done trades with or purchases or whatever uh, with to get items. This is one of them. Uh, this is a Pip Boy, and for those of us who are familiar with the game, we know what a Pip Boy is. And this will most certainly be used in the campaign. I'll just take that. Yeah. We can put that box back. Uh, so for those of us who are familiar with the the system. Um, See, that's in the video game, 
you actually have a Fit Boy, and this is basically your health stats and yeah. like your your skills and all that, and it's all kept track. And like you can fast travel to different areas, and it's all done in your Fit Boy. Has like the vats too. It has there. the vats. Yeah. Exactly right, and so you get one, and it's kind of crucial to your player and your ability to do stuff. So you're going to get one as a player, uh, or you may get one. I'll say that. You may get one. Because these are, I want to make it so these are rare. Because everything in Fallout, when you find it. around that, right? Uh, yeah, the rarity. If you're a vault. Uh, a vault dweller. dweller. Yeah. 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 Um, and Vito is very much going to be a part of this campaign. I'm not going to exactly tell you how. All I know is that he will be a part of it. Um, uh, the thing I like about Vito is that he, I mean, you are, you are theatrical. And when I say that, I mean, you're good at, doing characters you're, you've you. been Appreciate a dm that. for D dungeons and dragons for many years and, and so you have an appreciation for film and for that kind of fun interaction so mm -hmm. for those of you who have um who came to the resident evil uh, immersive campaign experience if you're watching <laughs> uh you know what Vito's involvement was there uh and Vito, uh, i mean you're you you're you're like the perfect guy to use in different situations mm. <laughs> that add theatrical flavor to okay. the campaign i'll, I'll say that without giving anything away right because i haven't posted the uh, the, the campaign yet mm. uh, the resident evil campaign still needs to be edited and uh released i'm just getting red because i know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about but yeah yeah uh, so uh it, and it's a lot of fun and that's it's not just Vito too as well there's other people um there will be interactions with um, other npcs a lot of NPCs, in fact, and you never know where or when these interactions will take place. And it's all part of the campaign because, like I said, any item that you acquire, you add to your character in the campaign. So you get it in real life, you get it in the campaign, right? You can trade it with another player, you can you can sell it, uh, and also you gain experience, mm -hmm. which allow you to upgrade your skills, and it's it's all part of it. So it's a, it's a trio. It's a combination of tabletop, wargaming, role-playing, and LARPing all into one. I don't know what you call that, Live action role play? Live action role, role play. Love. But that's what that is. Uh, the oh, like the whole right, package. Right, yeah. Like, incorporate wargaming into that, and then there's a new acronym. War Live action table. So, what, so it's wargaming? Yeah. It's wargaming, it's role playing, and live action. So live action role play is kind of already it there. It's, like, War, it's war warping? Warp. War, 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 warping. War, warping. It's war, warping. <laughs> LARP per LARP LARPA Warpling uh, you could say t yeah whatever it is it's a trio I like Warpling Warpling yeah we're going to be Warpling uh, okay I understand what that means when you say that I hope you guys understand and maybe it's a thing that will be created anyway that's that's Fallout so right now in the stages of collecting props there's going to be some really cool props that are part of it they're part of the campaign also the missions I will be contacting the writers of the first campaign to see if they are interested in lending narratives for the second season of it because they were fantastic. They're phenomenal in their, their written narratives. Um, and same thing goes for the next thing, the Terminator. Mm, campaign. Yeah, so, this is going to be cool. So let's get into that for a second. <coughs> so right, I'll just get back to it. Uh, I'll put it back in the box. So uh, just to give you some uh, insight here, uh, Last week, I was doing a bat rep in the hallway, downstairs, studio hallway. Vito comes up to me, and you say... I'm like, so Dave, do you like Terminator? I do. Uh, so I have this really cool idea. Um, and what if, kind of based on you know the 
immersive narrative campaigns that you have done. What if we did a, an immersive Terminator campaign based on the Terminator universe? And then I saw in Dave's eyes, his eyes lit up. I'm like, okay, this is the person that I need to work with. Because uh, we, we want to run more events here at Mini Wargaming. And I, I love the Terminator franchise a lot. Um, even some of the movies that people consider bad, I, I just love them just because it's Terminator. I love the lore that, that they can provide. Um, <clears throat> so I'm like, yeah, like, it would be really cool to do a Terminator uh, uh, immersive narrative campaign. And since you love the idea, I think it's it's awesome that we can uh, flesh this out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as Vito said, as soon as he told me, like, I felt as though you kind of like, you shot me with a dart <laughs> in my brain and it just like all a bunch of explosions of like, like cool, fun thoughts. And it was like, yes, yes, we must <laughs> do this because it's, I love Terminator as well. Yeah. I mean, I don't know like if I should have done this, but it happened when I was a kid, young kid, I watched Terminator 2 a lot. Yeah. And it was just part of my childhood. Yeah. Um, and it, um, <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was great. You know, should an eight year old watch Terminator 2 over and over? But so a story with that, um, I was four to five years old and I kind of grew up on Terminator 2 because mm -hmm. I think Terminator came out in 92, 91, 92. Right. 91, yeah. And I would watch Terminator 2 so much that I would, it came out on VHS. So I would watch it, then I would rewind it, and then I'd watch it again. To the point where I would play with my toys, and then on like action scenes, I would stop and I'd watch, <laughs> and then, you know, kind of go back and forth. And I did this for about three months. So I knew Terminator 2 in and out, that, to the point where my parents had to take the movie away from me. <laughs> Because they thought that I had to watch other movies. Right. Yes. So, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's how much both you and I just love Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that. That's, I mean, you're certainly, it's, it's embedded in you, right? So yeah. It's, yeah. And, okay. So, that that being said, for those of you who are wondering what the, um, the, the I guess, what, the setting, because there's many Terminator settings, right? <laughs> you can base off the first movie, the second movie, the movies after it, different timelines. Yeah. Um, Vito and I both feel the same way about when it should be set, and that's definitely Terminator 2. Well, here's actually the cool part. Should we kind of say when? I think... Because mm. it's it's not... Mm. It's hard. Do we want to say a major... Would it spoil it to say when exactly it takes place and then when it takes place? Okay, Do you know what you I'm what? trying to say? Okay, we could say, you know, maybe we can say this. We can say that it is actually undecided, because that's true. It's undecided exactly when it'll take place, but it'll definitely draw inspiration from Terminator 2. Yeah. Yeah. If you know anything about Terminator, you know that there are things that happen in Terminator that require where you go into future you go into the past so that is all that we are going to say but it does take place relatively within the t2 timeline um and that is the timeline that we are taking our inspiration from it is a completely brand new story that dave and i that dave and i are crafting and that's a really cool thing is that we are creating our own story yeah but it is going to be you know, I'm not even going to say that. <laughs> I, there's so much I want to tell. I know, right? That's right? the that's the hard part. How much do you tell? Because <gasps> you know, uh, I think the main reason, that he, and here it is, that we, we don't want to tell. We don't want to spoil too much.
because for the participants that are here in person, that's what we don't want to spoil. Right. Right. Like uh, you guys are going to end up watching it uh, or if you're interested, you'll see it afterwards anyway. Right. But these people, we want the reactions to be authentic. We want it to be the first time that they experience it when they're here. And we don't want to get any sort of thought in their mind before they are here and anticipate things. Right. We don't want them to have them forge already pre-decisions right. on what could or might happen. Yeah, because that might influence their actions in the game. Yeah. And yeah, so we'll just have to... But this is... We're already getting excited about <laughs> things that we want to say. But yeah, this is really, really exciting about the potential, about uh, the story that we can tell. Um, like I said, it's something that Dave and I are working on together. I think We actually had a meeting... I was supposed to take maybe half hour to an hour and it ended up taking three and a half hours yeah. where we were crafting this narrative. You know, if this happens then this can happen, oh, but what about this? And then what about this? Yeah, it, it's going to be really immersive and it's going to be crazy. Yeah. And the decisions that the participants are going to be doing will affect every single outcome, every outcome of yeah. the narrative. Yeah. And actually the ending of the campaign. Yeah. So if you actually think about it, Based on our story, there's two potential endings for our narrative campaign, mm -hmm. which I think is really cool. Yeah, and it's it's driven by the decisions of the participants, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's and the how much to say, how much not to say. <laughs> and okay, I'll say this: it is the reason why it's classified as an immersive campaign is because there will also be physical aspects to it like the items the props the props yeah the actors the experiences the npcs that's all going to be part of it as well and i think uh, it lends itself perfectly to that type of template just because it is narrative heavy it is if a lot of people know the lore a lot of people love the lore terminator lore and there's a lot of nostalgia attached to that as well so when they see different elements that are a part of the campaign they're like oh cool that's what that thing. yeah and also the upgrade system in the actual campaign system we're going to create we're going to craft stratagems because it's going to be 40k rules based yeah with some custom rules on top of it so you get a character card that earns experience for killing enemies and doing actions and we'll create stratagems because command points are a thing and those stratagems will have names and do things but they will be lore appropriate exactly the, the weapons themselves the weapons themselves oh like we even had just a, a meeting just about the weapons that we can potentially craft yeah yeah so oh i'm i'm so excited for this and we want to in each weapon we want to make it magnetizable so that they are on the physically on the the models that are represented by the players and so when they have the weapon they just swap it out they put it on them so that that alone adds a lot to the immersion yeah um, of the of the game the aspect of the game which is which is super <clears> cool and that was feedback from the Resident Evil crew that came in. Uh, that was a, a good a good feedback because I did that to a point um, but could have done it more and so that is something that will be done a lot more. And I think it, it's most uh, appropriate that any sort of option that could be added is just physicalized on the model. Mm -hmm. I think that makes sense. Makes a cool uh, viewing experience from you guys because you know exactly what they're using and also as from the player perspective they're like, okay, this is what I'm using. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah. Right? What I also like about this one too is that not only is Terminator franchise or this Terminator campaign rather that we're doing not only is it going to be an action campaign, but it could potentially be a horror campaign. Yep. Because if you remember in T1, that was very much a horror movie. Yep. Um, or that, that's what it's classified under. 
Yeah. Um, whereas T2 came very much, uh, became an action. Action, film. yeah, yeah. So we are going to be combining both. Um, yep. And we're going to make this campaign both quasi-horror, but a lot of action as well. Yeah, and I think it, that's the best way of doing it because if you, and we had this discussion as well, if you think about it, in the, we'll call it the real world, if a Terminator encountered you, you're dead. That, that's one thing that right? kind of bothered me in the movies as I got older is Terminator grabs you, or just crushes your skull, you're dead. You're dead. But in the movies, they always throw you. Yeah, they pick you up and they throw you, right? right? So, oh, here's Free. your chance to get away, you know? <laughs> but so, that, that, yeah, that's that's a big aspect of it because we want to create that element of danger, but not so much that it's like, okay, I should be being killed right now and I'm <laughs> not just because you want to make me still alive as the player. Like, we don't want that to happen. Exactly, but they're also almost nigh undestructible. Right. Right? Right. So you're going to have to be, if you have all unlimited bullets, great, what are you going to do with them unless you have like high caliber rounds or explosives or even depend on the Terminator that you come across in our campaign because I want to guarantee you guys that we're going to be throwing all different types of makes and models at you guys, whether it be the T-800 series, the T-888s, the T-1s, T-600s, infiltrator units, we are going to be having them for you guys. Yeah, and, and the models themselves, uh, we're looking into where to get the models, what to use, possible conversions. Po like, There's a lot of options up in the air right now. Yep. We'll decide exactly on, because it's important to us that that also fits the aesthetic and the theme <coughs> and that you can see it. I mean, there's always the default use Necrons as Terminators um, in that we could do that, but it's also cool to see actual Terminator models. Exactly. It, it adds to the immersion, and we definitely know that there are companies out there who create Terminator-specific models, so we're definitely looking at to acquire those. Uh, but if there are, you know, very... Um, if there are Terminator or T models that we want to... Uh, that aren't that don't exist, we can create conversions out of, like you said, Necrons or things like that. So That's right. We have... The world is our oyster for this. So yes. I like this a lot. There is a comment here. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Um, the future setting is already so ripe for wargaming. Yep, that's a good point. Uh, provided that we should use that. That's a good thing to use. How long would a T-1000 last against a Necron Immortal? <clears throat> that remains to be seen in a Who Would Win. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, but wouldn't there be copyrights on the Terminator and other such lore elements? Um this is, I mean, there's fair use, right? Like, if you do kind of like a <coughs> a parody fan fiction type of thing, like, uh, are we are we creating models and selling models? Absolutely not. We're not. We are presenting an alternative, fun way to play with your miniatures, and that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And we're making up stories. Yeah. And so, that that's if you think about it, if, if there were uh, copyright infringement, whatever, we wouldn't be able to do anything Games Workshop ever, narrative-wise, right? Uh, and they are incredibly pr protective, and for good reason, yeah. for their IP. Uh, but we do it all the time. So that that's that's something that falls within the, the fair use, and uh, so no concerns there. Yeah. Even using uh, another company's miniatures for our own game, there's no copyright for that. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's interesting, because you can... You can buy a you can buy a Barbie, and make a YouTube video of playing with your Barbie, mm -hmm. right? And heck, any game you attach any game company to any model, and you can make you can make a video. And how you choose to play with 
the the figurine let's call it is you know it's it's up to you and yeah. it's 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 cool right so it, it really it falls under that but we could go into a tangent about copyrights and stuff we could like that, but... yeah if we're like i said if we we're casting mo- miniatures and selling them and calling them terminators that, that's a big that's diff- completely yeah. different yeah yeah completely different uh, that's very sure never really looked into it uh, let's see so i'm super <laughs> interested in this campaign so thought i would eavesdrop oh <laughs> josh it's josh <laughs> well that's good uh and you know what uh, this is something that I'll talk to Josh about afterwards, but uh, perhaps Josh might want to participate as well in it in some degree or another. Mm. Um, and we'll see what that looks like. Um, perhaps an NPC. Perhaps a, you never know, right? And that's the cool thing. That's the cool thing with these immersive campaigns is that there's so many ways that we can involve people, and they are creative ways that we can involve them. And it all has to do with the campaign. It is for fun purposes and cool experience, but it also affects the outcome of the campaign and right. affects your experience that you get and, and all of that. So that that's the cool thing about it. Any Okay, we're going to open up the, the Q&A here to any questions. Um, Michael Tabush says, Hey, Vito, I was wondering how you are going to or if you are going to develop unique PC skills that are upgradable infiltration. It would be interesting if the Terminators also upgrade. Ooh, that's cool. That, that's a really cool idea to have um, a PC, as in, I guess, the playable character skills and upgrades. Yeah, Dave and I, we were talking about that. Um, yeah, we, we're definitely going to have some kind of skill trees we were talking about as yep. well. Um, so, yeah, we, we are super excited, and we were talking about um, skills where... You know, there, there's hacking skill trees, or like you said, uh, or you said about infiltrating, um, or even Terminator 2 is the villains themselves, you know. Yeah. If they continue to be a menace towards the players, maybe they just continuously get stronger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's, a, that's a potential to, that's a talking point, I think. Yeah, and <clears throat> just to add to your thoughts there, uh, and this goes back to the feedback from the Resident Evil characters, the, the mechanic, the leadership mechanic for that one, I use that as a catch-all for anything that would be out of the regular realm of 40K rules. For example, if they came up to a door that was locked, they would make a leadership check. If they passed it, they would unlock the door. That's a very simple example of what I use for that. Also, social interaction. right? If they're trying to get some information out of a character, they make their leadership role. That would determine how much or if any information would be given. Mm. And so what their suggestion to me was <clears throat> perhaps there could be specific skills added, kind of branched off from that. And then we as the players are given a choice on how we'd like to grow our characters and the skills associated with it. So like, okay, that's a very good idea. So from that, there can be like a basic leadership skill, we'll call it, that is a catch-all if you are untrained in the skill. But from there, the branches would be lockpicking, terminal use like for computers and stuff social for social interactions and also sneaking Mm. right that's another one as well and so this is where the role-playing elements a lot of those elements come into the campaign where it comes into the mechanics of it and as as mike uh, tabush uh, commented there i think applying a little bit of that to the terminators would also be really really cool because they as well i mean Especially if, uh, depending on what we choose to do with it, <clears throat> that's a neat aspect of it too. Because we don't want the Terminators to get stronger, but they will. 
you know, because you have to right. because of balance issues. Uh, but I, yeah, I think I don't necessarily think this is a spoiler, so I, I will mention it. But I think we were discussing the potential of having a upgrade system where you can potentially get items. Um, so one of the items that Dave and I were actually talking about is what if you got just so skilled you upgraded things where you actually got a dog as a upgrade. So for example, this dog would be able to sniff out infiltrator terminators because in the in the Terminator franchise, dogs were very well suited to sniffing out and alerting human beings as Terminators. So if the party was you know doing well throughout the campaign, one of these upgrades might be a dog companion. And we can have a miniature of a you know a dog and that could be accompanying the the party and there can be some really interesting social interactions what if, if something goes wrong now you have to go and save the dog right right yeah um if there is an infiltrator unit that's trying to infiltrate their base or whatever it be here is a dog now that can protect them but what if they're not doing so great now they don't have that dog that can protect them right that's just one of the ideas that dave and i were talking about yeah yeah which is super cool because it adds a whole different layer of yeah an element to it right like there's kind of there's this Almost like a NPC element, but not because you control the dog. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and. But here, there, there could be some NPCs. What if, what if the dog, dog starts barking? We don't want it to bark. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, that actually reminds <clears throat> me of the very first Fallout campaign that I did almost a year ago now, uh, with uh, Aaron and Sean. They came up, Cool Guys Nation. They were participants or players in that one, and. One of the characters that they used was a dog, but they actually used it as a character. Okay. But it had different skills, and one of the <laughs> uh, one of the skills, ironically, the dog happened to have a high leadership, so it was able to do a lot of stuff. Okay. <laughs> but so the dog became the leader of the group. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it didn't do stuff like they never like okay, all right, this dog is going to use this terminal to unlock this door. Like that never happened because that'd be weird. As the GM, I just didn't allow it, right? Because right. yeah. it'd be weird, right? But. This dog goes forward and sees what he can see. That's something that a dog could do, right? Right. Right, and like kind of maybe uh, uh, alert its master to uh, any sort of possible threats that mm. are to come, right? And so, and it just kind of passed every time because of the high leadership. So, really neat. Um, okay, so Country Gaming ND said, had to talk to a colleague. What did I miss? Not sure where you walked in. If you have just jumped onto the stream. Uh, what we're doing is we're talking about immersive narrative campaigns, particularly the one that we are now in the planning stages for, which is the Terminator immersive narrative campaign experience. And in this experience, there will be a limited number of participants and we're limiting it to four max. Yeah. So that there's a lot of concentration, a lot of time spent with each person and there's a lot of uh, growth and experience gained with the players that they represent. And there's interactions with live actors and with the building itself. Like the building will be a- Your playground. A playground. Yeah. Yeah, because those interactions, <clears throat> those live interactions with the live actors will happen here. And that will directly affect what happens to your character in the missions and in the campaign, because you'll gain experience from it. You may gain items that are really needed uh, and that that doing that having the bunker is just perfect for that because there's there's full control mm -hmm. over how that works so that that can that will extend i'll say this because from the resident evil campaign that extended into the evening 
and to the wee hours of the morning sometimes. And that made it so the players were in a constant state of amber because they didn't know what or when was going to happen. And it made it so they, they were just kind of um, alert to that. And so when something would happen, it'd be like, okay, something's happening. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and I chose to do it randomly and whenever, like it happened at nighttime sometimes. It also happened during the day. It also happened during a mission. There would be narratives from an NPC actor mm-hmm. who would come in during the mission, actually have an effect on the mission, and then step out for a bit. That, that was cool. Uh, that happened a few times, actually. And so there's different varying degrees of, of that interaction. And that adds just such a different cool element to the campaign and a, and a flavor to it. Like as a, as a GM, it, that's so much fun. That, that is amazing because when do you see that? Yeah. Right? Like I, I would love to be a player in a campaign like this. Yeah. Right? I would love to go away for a week and immerse myself Absolutely, in a yeah. lore and in a world that I love. That would be amazing. I think it would be great, yeah. Especially right? for something you care a lot about. You are invested in the background of it. You know a lot about it, but you're still able to be surprised about what might happen. Yeah. That's the key. I think so, yeah. 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 And that's a good way of putting it too, right? There's nostalgic elements that are inserted just because you guys know it and love it, but there's also the newness of it because it is a new story being crafted. And so I think that that's the balance right there. Um, so that's the Terminator immersive narrative campaign experience that is in the works right now. We'll be filming it in May. In May. Um, details are not being released yet because we're still going to gather more details, actually flesh it out and make a promotional video opening up the <laughs> spots to the limited seats that will be available. And once they're gone, they're gone. Um, it's first come, first serve for that. Uh, and done that way on purpose because, again, we want it to be the nice, concentrated experience for each person. And it's also good to have more than one or two because uh, that would also be fun. But having a few more, four, I think, is the sweet spot number. I think so where you can actually work together as a team because each person will represent one player on the, on the battlefield as a team and they will go through the missions and work together and, and try to solve it. And seeing that happen is really fun too because in real life, the team bonds as a team. Yeah. And that's something that is like kind of a human thing that you can't control, but it's cool when you see it. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that was that one. So let, let's, okay. I'm going to switch gears a little bit right now. Uh, before we get into the next topic, we are uh, there's a word from our sponsor. And again, thank you very much to White Metal Games for supporting us, um, allowing us to do this. Uh, it is uh, This podcast is brought to you in part by White Metal Games. I'm going to play the, spo- uh, the commercial, and we'll be back in a moment. Check it out. I finally finished painting Kayvon Shrike and his Raven Guard. They're on the shelf. What do you think? Yeah, it kind of loses the effect between the Funko Pops and the anime statues. Are your wargaming miniatures suffering from the heartbreak of the knickknack show? It doesn't have to be this way. Here at White Metal Games, our talented artists create premium quality display boards to transport and showcase your miniatures on with context and style, and maybe extra points. Email us at info at whitemetalgames.com for a quote, 
or visit our website at whitemetalgames.com to see what's available now. Don't banish your minis to knick-knack hell. Contact White Metal Games today. Thank you very much, guys, for hanging in there. And thank you, White Metal Games, once again. Uh, so going back to the discussion for... Uh, we had a few questions come up in the chat. And so there's a... Uh, I'm just going to ask a few of them. So would the players play either humans or Terminators? I think it's pretty safe to say, we'll, we can just uh, say that it will be a human team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it would be a lot of fun to, to do a Terminator team, but uh, it will be a human team and uh, they will be interacting with the Terminators in various ways. Yeah, I, I think if you were to play as a Terminator, you would lose the excitement of... Um, the suspense you would lose the being afraid as you would just take damage and whatnot right so yeah being being a human i think is the best call it's definitely key <clears throat> key to that empathy and then uh the terminator franchise was always a um resistance versus machines you know what i mean it was always the war against the machines which was humanity fighting against the machine so i think we're, that's the storyline or the route that we are going with yeah absolutely quick question does anyone know uh okay um hold on let's see came in late terminator equals space marine armor or terminator equals killer robot we haven't really worked out the mechanics of the stats of the terminators yet but we'll find a good balance i think so to that but that would be fun uh here's a question what do you guys think just for fun, we're going to throw it out there. What do you think the stats would be for a Terminator and possible special rules that they would have? Uh, would humans learn how to reprogram T-800s, asks Seaworm. Uh, very cool idea. Yeah. Uh, we may or may not use it, but again, a cool idea nonetheless. That's that's awesome. Uh, so would the... Pl uh, I already asked that one. Does that mean that you that you guy have set up the bunker like an escape room um you know what that's actually a good <clears throat> question so have we set up the bunker like an escape room <clears throat> if you're talking about the actual escape room that we are installing that's in the works right now uh, if you're talking about setting up the bunker like an escape room as part of the campaign there will be escape room-esque elements certainly that that'll be added to the campaign for flavor finding items, unlocking things, that'll certainly be added. Okay, if based on movie franchise, I would say T-800 equal something akin to Necron Lord. Interesting. Okay, I can see that. You know, it's got the, we'll be back. Yeah, the old, or I think that's what it used to be called. I think it's the reanimation protocol now. Yeah, yeah, I, it's why I still say we'll be back. Yeah, it, it's yeah. an old rule. Yeah, um, but that, I mean, that sounds about right. Right, but it's hard to say because that depends on how strong the humans are. Exactly, like I, Dave and I both said, these are going to be rules that are going to be extremely, extremely custom. Um, you know, if a Terminator ever got you in melee, it's game over. Um, so we need to both balance the human rules, their weapons, as opposed to the Terminator rules um, and their weapons, but also have that fear and that dread that a potential Terminator can get you. Yeah. And that actually sparks a, a thing in mind. It would be cool if the Terminators 
downgraded, kind of like vehicles downgrade, mm -hmm. according to the amount of wounds they've taken. Because they are machines after all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that would be kind of neat to do that. Like maybe their save decreases. Yeah, depending on how much damage they take. You know, I think definitely in T2, after Arnold uh, or his T800 has taken so much damage, uh, his scanners become a little hazy and whatnot. Even um, when he loses his arm and he comes on up over and he kills the T1000, he goes, I need the vacation. <laughs> you know, he's just <laughs> taken so much damage. Uh, but he can keep on going. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, uh, it's fun. It's funny how he makes a joke. Uh, he's still Arnold, right? Yeah, uh, that you know. Actually, onto that, I'm excited to see the new movie. I am, uh, just to be honest. I, oh, Dark Fate. Yeah, I'm curious to see where it goes. Yeah, like I, th there's been the past couple Terminator films where, because I like Terminator, I watched them, and there were aspects of it that I enjoyed, but it didn't feel quite the same as terminator 2 obviously in, which in my opinion is the best film mm -hmm. of the franchise but seeing this one the new one coming out being produced by james cameron bring uh, being brought back to the roots of the first two films I, i'm i'm optimistic for it i look forward to it and i'll certainly be watching it and no doubt we'll glean some inspiration from it yeah for the campaign because who knows what kind of things will be in it exactly yeah right who knows how, what kind of units we might see to get inspiration from yeah right? I, I definitely think there's the the new t model whatever he's called um that he can separate it's like a t1000 that's over a t800 model uh, i know there was the tx that kind of had that that was in terminator 3, Three yeah. that had the onboard computer plasma gun and the flamethrower yeah but this one could actually separate the t1000 from the T-800. I don't know what the model is called, but I'm excited to see what it can do in the new movie. Yeah, yeah, that's that's super cool. Um, all right, so let's, let's see. Moose Dookie says, I think humans wouldn't be able to go a 1v1 with Terminators unless they outnumbered or outsmarted. Would keep the Terminators terrifying. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And that's that's what we want to do. And I think there's going to be some playtesting involved between Vito and I yeah. before we implement the finalized uh, team and and strength of the terminators just because like we do want to have that yeah we want to have that terror exactly but and it, it going to the outsmart we want that we want the four people who are coming into play to be able to work together as a team i mean if you don't it's you know it could be to your detriment um but that would be cool you know you work together uh whatever you are playing to try to take down these uh these terminators these terminators well, yeah yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's see it, that that's the fun part. Like the, there's so many aspects of the campaign that are fun. Like that's incredibly fun to think about how we're going to iron out that that balance and the mechanics of the mm -hmm. humans fighting the terminators. I just love it. I love that. And there's so many fun ways we can do it. There's no one right way, but there is probably the best way that we'll find for that. Yeah. The test of courage would be cool to try to assault a terminator. Oh, interesting. So it's like kind of a fear test that you pass. Right? Like the old, um, what edition was that? Where that was actually a thing. I think that's 7th edition. Mm. Yeah, it's been a while since I played 7th edition. Let's see. Okay. Star Max. Give some stats. Here's interesting. So movement, 4 inches. Weapon skill, 3 plus. Blister skill, 3 plus. Toughness, 5. Strength, 5. Model has its movement reduced to 2 inches. Lose ballistic skill and all weapons that are ranged. This makes it look like a Terminator crawling up to you to rip you apart in melee. How's that? See, that's, that's interesting. It gets weakened. It's harder for it to attack you, but still, in melee, it would still crush you. Yeah. yeah, I think that's cool. It gives you a chance to run away from it, possibly shoot it from afar. Yeah, I like it. 
again we'll 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 iron it out we'll, we'll figure out different yeah because i remember dave and i we were, we were talking about uh even the type of ammunition that's being fired at it right if you're maybe firing regular bullets sure you'll have maybe your regular two-up save but then would you have feel no pain Right, because it, it you know it's your ha- it has the T eight hundred regular armor, and then if you follow the Sarah Connor Chronicles uh, with the T triple eight series, they have I believe it's Colton, um, which they don't uh, melt under certain temperatures, and they're more bullet resistance. Yeah. Um, so then let's say uh, if our players are firing more high caliber rounds, that maybe could nullify certain armor saves or right you know or certain yeah i think that'd be really cool yeah yeah because then that makes each terminator a very special model it's not just a a necron warrior that dies it is the terminator that is being weakened and wounded and hopefully not get to you otherwise it'll kill you yeah yeah Yeah. i like it (laughs) so um let's uh you know what let's do a giveaway yeah I think that's a, it's a good time for a giveaway. Do you guys think it's... That's a silly question. I, yeah, it shouldn't even be asked. It's always a good day to yeah. ever do a giveaway. To, to do, uh, do a... Do a... Do a... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's do it. So uh, here is the criteria. So if you're in the chat right now, we're going to randomize this. What you need to do, even though these are Chaos Space Marines, what you need to do is type in a keyword to be entered to win these Chaos Space Marines. The keyword is Terminator. Um, I would give away some Market Dave dice, but uh, don't have any extras, and Chessex has run out of black currently, therefore waiting on dice to come in, so. And Vito just got his dice, and we, we, but we sell dice now, by the way, just so you guys know. There's dice in each one of the content producers' symbols with their colors. You can get a variety pack, too. You can get a variety pack. Yeah. Which has every content producer's dice, which is pretty cool, too. Yeah. Yeah, so as collectors or use them in whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we have, let's see, 34 eligible people that can possibly win the Chaos Space Marine. So what I'm going to do is, uh, because OCD will bother me, it has to le- reach at least 40 because of 40K. If it reaches 40, then I'll consider pressing the button. It's going to say propagate button. Yeah, <laughs> propagate button. The roll it button. Two more people. So if you guys have just jumped in on the stream right now, we're doing the giveaway, Chaos Space Marines. By the way, if you're listening to this afterwards, we do giveaways on the Shrine of Chaos when you watch it live. So try to make it live if you can. The typical time is Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern time to check out the show. And uh, if you can make it, awesome. Be part of the live chat and the interaction and possibly win stuff. One more person. He's got to make it to one more. I said it now. It's in the universe. It has to happen before. <laughs> there it goes. Okay, it reaches 40. So here we go. I'm going to roll it now. Three, two, one. Wreck full zinc with a picture of the predator, it looks like. No, that, yeah, alien. Eight. No, that's predator, right? Uh, it looks like it's got some dreads. Yeah, it's... it's got it, a, the neck thing is kind of throwing me off, the armor. It's like alien predator mixed. Predalien? Yeah, I... That's actually what it's called in uh, Alien Predator Requiem. Really? Yeah. It's uh, called a Predalien. Adrian Brody? That was Predators. That was actually a pretty decent movie. Was it decent? I like that one. Have you seen it? I was... No, I didn't see it, actually. No? no. I, I liked it. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Predators. Pretty good. Yeah. 
Okay, so here we go. Uh, Wreckful Zinc, thank you very much for uh, tuning in because you you get to win this stuff. So I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to message you right now. Okay, I'm going to say hi. What you need to do is message back here on Twitch. Give us your shipping address and let us know what you won. Be specific about it. Hi, hi. Excellent. It'll be sent out to you in the warp. Um, one last uh, comment here. River Horse created a Terminator game. The models are sweet. River Horse. Yeah, I actually, uh, who actually said that? Wargamer Spud? Yep. Yep. Uh, thank you, Wargamer Spud. I actually did look into those. Uh, they actually make some really cool stuff. So yeah, uh, Dave and I are going to be taking a look at those. I know Warlord Games, they make some pretty cool Terminator models as well. So yeah, we're going to be grabbing some really neat minis. There's also one more. It's called Terminator Miniature Game that has T-800s and Infiltrators for you to use. It's called Terminator Genesis. Yeah, I think cool. um, actually Max Aggression actually has the game in the store. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's uh yeah. We'll just buy it, take a look at the model, see if they can be used. Yeah. So thank you very much guys for tuning in to this week's Shrine of Chaos. Make sure to tune in next week where we'll we will be talking about more chaosy goodness. And uh I, I enjoy this format of having a guest on just so we can bounce ideas off of each other. And um if you guys aren't <coughs> patrons and are considering uh, supporting the show that's always appreciated it means that we're able to do more with the show and it can continue so thank you very much for that stay tuned next week happy wargaming <laughs>